GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. everybody to our daily gun show there we go we come to you live every weeknight at midnight eastern and we talk about guns for a while so let's see tonight is tuesday and we will be talking about new jersey so we uh started to change up the format a little bit here and start to pick the week a week ahead so that means i should have probably come up with a poll tonight for the uh, people that show up live if anyone shows up live tonight to uh, pick the state uh, state that we'll be dealing with or we'll be focusing on next week so now i can stop typing and talking at the same time and we should be able to put up a poll over here so we do run this show live on youtube uh, we do it at midnight because we value the people that are here overnight, resetting the planet, uh, fixing everything, and making most of the stuff that can't be made during the day. And we stream it on all the popular podcast platforms as well as post video of most of the shows, usually the weekend shows and some of the good ones, uh, to some of the other video platforms. So let's see, what state should we focus on next week? All right, so I forgot what we had last week. We're going to go over and check that out. I think I had like four, and New Jersey was one of them, and everybody picked from the list. Yep, we had Arizona and Alabama, and this is New Jersey. So we still need two more states. So we'll put Arizona in there, and we'll put Alabama in there. There we go. And... Nobody says nothing. I'll just go pick some random state. Random state generator. 
generate a state. Oh, it's going to pick four. I didn't need four. Ooh, bad internet or what? Bad site. I guess it did pick. Okay, so we're going to pick two. Random state generator. Arizona and Massachusetts. I think we might not have done Massachusetts before. So now we can just generate one, and it is New York. I don't think we did New York yet. Alabama, we already got Alabama in here. Good evening. And then New York. All right, so now everybody can vote on the state that you want. And if you want to vote Alabama, feel free. All right, so now we'll get into this week. We're going to feature a gun owner's rights group and look at their history and focus on their successes. And then uh, a Second Amendment organization. So if anyone has anything specific they'd like to chat about, or focus on, then uh, feel free to suggest one. And if not, we'll just randomly pick one. Let's see, I don't really have a random picker for that. I'm not sure we could figure one out though. So if I just went to the, uh, what is this? Go, duck, duck, go which I'm thinking of switching to Brave browser, actually. Uh, but DuckDuckGo brings up 2AO. It brings up the 2A project. Uh, Second Amendment Foundation, four pro-gun organizations to support the Second Amendment. Garden State, 2A grassroots. Huh. I haven't heard of that one. Okay, 2A, Oklahoma Second Amendment. So I'll just go over here and put in a random and we'll just pick one of these. Random. And we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six. I think we'll go with six. Oh, I should have just gone to random.org. What is this? Checking my browser. How about you don't check my browser? How many did I say there was? No, I forgot. One, two, three, four, five, five only, because that one isn't one. All right, random between one and five. Nobody said nothing. Nope, just DJ and uh, Gunmetal guy out there. Three. So one, two, three, Second Amendment Foundation. All right. Well, I guess that's a good one to do because Second Amendment Foundation was just in the, well, Alan Gottlieb, the head of the Second Amendment Foundation, was just on their daily podcast, daily bullet podcast, the weekly bullet, I guess. Oh, wait, somebody was saying something about some big news. I wonder if that big news dropped. I'm going to go look about that. So that'll be our organization that we're going to focus on 
and then the activist, I'm not gonna bother doing a random for the activist. I'm gonna go try to find the post. How can I do that? How do I make Instagram show me the posts that I've already seen? Is there a way for it to do that? Responsibility is an act of conscience, not legislation. Oh, I thought that was somebody else. Is there going to be a thing that says, we're just going to scroll down a ways, because I thought I saw something about someone who had a big announcement and somebody was saying, oh, I can't wait to hear what the announcement was. I already knew what the announcement was or something like that. So that's who we're going to focus on if I can find that post. Uh, it was Crump's niece's anniversary of her getting diagnosed. That family's probably going through a bunch. So we're looking through a bunch of things here. Hopefully it's not giving anybody any seizures. Lots of interesting posts today, mostly angry people being angry about what other people did. It's easy to do someone stressful, easy to be stressed. I can't remember who it was or else I could just go straight to their post. Well, the internet must be pretty good if it's able to pull pictures this quick. This is a pretty good pace for pictures. Give you an idea of the kind of stuff that's on my Instagram feed. There was barbecue. Oh, let's see. CCDL wasn't in that one. Nope. All right. Well, this is probably pretty boring for podcasting, so I guess we'll probably keep saying stuff. So I'm looking through my um, Instagram feed, trying to figure out who we're going to focus on today. As I'm an advocate, but I don't think I'm going to find it anytime soon. So I guess that wasn't a good idea to try to attempt to find. Oh, I feel like it should be right in, you know, earlier today, somewhere in here. Post up here about the NSSF posting the President Biden's second nominee to the ATF. What's his face? Answered questions and then they're saying indications are the Senate may give them the nod. Votes for the committee as well as full Senate could happen in the next few weeks. I think I'd like to see NSSF do more than do that, right? More than mention that it might happen. Offer some resources for shops to create some awareness, perhaps. It's our anniversary on YouTube. We started YouTube in 2008, yesterday. Uh, this was a really good one from the Cape Gunworks. How are these similar? Uh, outline of a fire extinguisher and a Glock. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's a Beretta. Oh, come on. Oh, wait. Was it her? No. 
So I'm still looking through, and even though I thought I was close to the end, there's a Abby Franco post. She did a pretty good post. She had done a post for the people of Chile, I believe. Yep. All right. All right. This is the worst podcast ever because I don't know where this announcement thing was. So if anybody wanted to uh, recommend a two activists, then that's the one we'll focus on. Since I am not, oh, here it is. Rebecca Schmoy found it. So our Rebecca Schmoy has big news, and I'm so, what does it say? So Rebecca Schmoy is DC Project Lady from Iowa. And it says, I've been doing the daily public advocacy for the protection and preservation of your rights. Yes, I said your rights, because when I protect my rights, I'm also protecting your rights, regardless of whether you agree or disagree with me. You're welcome. For nearly a decade, one day I just started standing up and speaking out, and I haven't sat down or shut up yet. Again, you're welcome. Well, the advocacy thing is getting bumped up a notch, and I have some big news coming this week. Hold on to your hats, folks. Life is about to get busy in a hurry. And Diana Mueller saying, so exciting. And then uh, Cheryl Todd is saying, I can't wait to hear the big news. Uh, Mary is saying, yes, I've been waiting for this announcement. Please tag me in your official post so I can share it. And then we got somebody else saying, thank you again for all you do. Can't wait to hear the news. Somebody saying, I follow you because you speak the truth and advocate for everyone. You're bringing awareness to the masses. I also follow you because your smile and communicates inner peace and brings happiness to the masses. Keep doing both. So that's some kind of hippie. Then you got uh, ready for it. Thank you for doing the hard work. I don't know what that means. And then thank you for everything. So what do you think the news is? I have no idea. Probably getting paid to do something, I guess. What else are kind of big news going to be? So let's take a look at Rebecca Schwein, and that'll be our uh, Second Amendment advocate of the day. So obviously she's got some kind of big news coming, but we don't know what the big news is. So what are you going to do? So then she links to One Million Moms Against Gun Control. And if we go over to that website, we can see her standing with Mary Schuster Carlson, some lady who I don't know. And then she's standing over here with Rhonda Ezel. And... I don't know, is that her? I guess. She just has different hair or something. And then that's Mary. So Rhonda Ezel is the one that fought the, all the way to the Supreme Court for this against the city of Chicago twice, 2011, 2017. So now we're going to go over to the About Us page on the One Million Moms. And um, I call her Mary Schuster Carlson or something because that's what it says on her Instagram over here. She's saying Mary Callison. So whatever her name is, I call her Mary. That's what we'll just say now. So she is uh, the one. And then the Rebecca Schmoy is the other uh, two ladies in One Million Moms Against Gun Control. Here is the story of how One Million Moms Against Gun Control came to be. It was established back in January of 2013 at the height of gun, the gun control debate at the moment. That wasn't the height of the gun control debate. It was a peak in the gun control debate, but we'll keep going. Right after the tragic shooting at the place everybody knows in Connecticut, a group of women with very connected circle in politics started a face with a very connected circle in politics started a Facebook group that was originally called 
One Million Moms for Gun Control, led by a former PR professional turned stay-at-home mom, what's-her-face Watts, merged the efforts of One Million Moms for Gun Control with New York's former multi-term and billionaire mayor, Michael Bloomberg's mayors against illegal guns. This merger turns One Million Moms for Gun Control into what is now known as Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, the quote-unquote boots-on-the-ground branch of Bloomberg's Every Town for Gun Safety. In its earliest days, Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America began to make their campaign heard throughout social media as an all-encompassing group of women, mothers, and families coming together an open forum to discuss common sense solutions to America's gun problem. After a while, the topics of conversation became more about eliminating access to firearms as a whole, rather than discussing educational initiatives to curb violence. Our soon-to-be founder was alerted to the fact that the admins of One Million Moms for Gun Control, now called Moms Demand Action, has actually started to delete some countering comments within their Facebook group and banned the commenters from expressing their opinions any further. The comments were nothing violent, nothing explicit, just pure logical, fact-driven, honest debate. When it became clear that one million moms for gun control, and especially What's-Her-Face Watts, was trying to be the one and only voice for the American mother, father, and families of all kinds, we knew something needed to be done. Being that there are two sides to every story, and there's two voices in every debate, our founder also decided to create a Facebook page, one that opposed One Million Moms for gun control, could come together and express their thoughts and voices openly. That is when One Million Moms Against Gun Control was born. In order to bring truth and diversity to a very controversial issue, in order to really instill proactive solutions. Firearm ownership is an American civil right, and we here at One Million Moms Against Gun Control work hard daily to bring awareness and safety education to the forefront. No matter what name or terminology Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense chooses, our works include being active members in community efforts, everything from food drives to habitat cleanups. We make an outreach, we make outreach a priority and are currently involved in various forms of counter movements to moms demand action for blah, 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 by testifying at a state level gun control legislative hearings. We participated in a national great pastry protest on behalf of the boy from Maryland who was suspended for chewing a pop tart into the shape of a gun. We gave up our time to help survivors of violence and abuse to educate our youth, as well as to help advance the efforts of many within the second amendment community. We also volunteer our efforts in other forms of 2A activism, with each member of our board holding positions with the DC Project Women for Gun Rights. One Million Moms Against Gun Control is a nonpartisan, grassroots organization of American mothers who support them. Dedicated to the protection and preservation of the right that protects all others, the right to keep and bear arms as preserved by the Second Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America. Our mission is to educate citizens, families, communities, and their lawmakers about the right of, to self-protection, the safe handling of firearms, and the personal responsibility that goes with them, and enabling those with no prior experience or knowledge to enjoy a responsibly armed life. So that's pretty neat. So let's see what it says over here, which, you know what, for as good as they are over here, this is all words and it's all 
searchable internet, uh, Al Gore's internets can figure this whole stuff out. This is images of writing. I don't like that. I don't know why they did it this way. I don't know if they couldn't format and they thought this was a cool way to format. They didn't know how to do columns or something, but ugh. anyway, you have to read this off of the image. See, it doesn't size good. Don't ever do this. This is really bad. Uh, bad web design, bad internet, bad, bad, bad. All right. So, so somebody who's a, using a reader cannot read this. We have to read this with our eyeballs. There's no electronics to read this. That's how bad it is. All right. So this is Mary's section. It says, if she's not tending to farm animals, restoring some treasure or antique or teaching her children about the ways of the world, Mary Callison is reaching out to women and families, sharing a harrowing story of survival. That story is one about her little sister, Melissa, who survived a brutal attack during a home invasion. Um, I don't want to read all that, but it was the, the story of that home invasion. Since that day, Mary and Melissa have made a personal mission to make sure that all women all over the nation are equipped with the knowledge of being self and situationally aware of their surroundings so that they may avoid as well as overcome any possible threat. In 2018, Mary was able to share this story and her work with the Time Magazine's article coverage called Guns in America. Mary, as well as her sister, Melissa, represent the DC Project, Women for Gun Rights, as Illinois delegates. Well, I didn't know she's in Illinois. I guess I did, I didn't remember. So that's Mary, and she does, uh, she has like an Instagram page that she's always looking at her antiques or her goats and stuff, and then doing Second Amendment stuff. And then we've got Rebecca, who we're here for, the one that we're focusing on today. And it's got Rebecca here, picture of her that you always see all the time where she's looking up. And then it says, freedom may not be the fairy tale you envisioned in your youthful daydreams. It is a grittier and much more primal than that. However, freedom, as dangerous as it potentially can be, is worth fighting for with every ounce and of vehemence you possess. Well, you don't see vehemence as a word very often. Uh, I need to drink something, so we're going to have a commercial. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I will say hey to the people in the comments here when I come back, but I need to drink something. And I don't think I even brought anything over here to drink, so we might have two commercials. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches every Friday. is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at gearwebsites.com. All right. So this is the portion of the About Us page on 1 Million Moms Against Gun Control. And this is Rebecca Schmoy's section that's, for some reason, an image instead of actual text. A mom with a mission to protect, Rebecca Schmoy devotes most of her time raising her three boys into outstanding, well-rounded young men. Rebecca, a One Million Moms Against Gun Control board member, is a dedicated advocate in the 2A world who has teamed up with another amazing 2A defender, Timothy Knight, to bring an amazing podcast to life. To the Republic is a podcast showcasing people making a difference in the 2A world and sharing their stories. Make sure to follow them on Facebook and be on the lookout for new episodes. Rebecca is also an avid hunter and each year helps to introduce women to a love of the outdoors, helping to instruct at bow, which must mean something about B-O women, probably. 
be an outdoor woman or something. Beowulf Outdoor Women, I'm sure is what it means. She is a regular speaker at her Kansas State Capitol during rallies, and her passion for our rights is incredible. She is also the DC Project's Kansas State Representative, where she works tirelessly to bring awareness to gun rights being women's rights. All right, so now we learn that she's hanging out with Timothy Knight, and they're doing something called To the Republic Podcast. Do you think that's for real? Let's find out. To the Republic podcast. Well, I don't know where it is. I've heard that mentioned before, but I've never actually found the podcast. It might be something that's on Facebook, so I don't have it. Uh, then we'll go and we can see that Jill McDaniel is also in here. She is mom at arms, a longtime pro activist of freedom in her home state of Virginia. Jill McDaniel, founder of the Sleuth Site for Gun Rights and Firearms Education Group, Mom at Arms, joined forces with One Million Moms back in 2019 and 20. Jill's personal activism and the mission of One Million Moms Against Gun Control go hand in hand as Jill and her team of Wiley researchers work, researchers work to successfully expose the corruption behind gun control organizations and groups like Moms Demand Action, blah, blah, blah. Jill, along with her team at Mom at Arms, have successfully combated and exposed Mom Demand Actions activists, as well as Shannon Watts herself, on many occasions, making Jill one of Shannon Watts's most hated people in America. Aside from debunking the lies that gun control groups push daily, Jill is a mother and an active member in her community. She is also a certified firearms educator who works with many diverse groups. Jill is the East Coast lead for One Million Moms Against Gun Control and the Virginia State Director for the DC Project, Women for Gun Rights. She and her mom at arms team also contribute research to Bearing Arms, and she's been cited quite a bit uh, in other people's stuff because they just work off of her. So that's One Million Moms Against Gun Control, and that's where it kind of kind of tells you where Rebecca comes into it, but it sounds like Mary started it, Rebecca came along, and then Jill came along, and now they go around doing stuff. So that's one of the gangs that she's in, one of the affiliations, one of her tattoos probably. And then what else does she do? Well, that's all she links to right here. So how else are we going to find stuff about her? Oh, I know, over on Miniman University. So we go over to Minuteman University a website that we've built that offers both skills and resources for Second Amendment activists. Go down to resources, go down to gun rights lobby and activists. And just scroll down a ways and somewhere in here you'll find Rebecca hanging out with a cartoon that looks something like her maybe, maybe a little bit, perhaps a little bit. No, it doesn't really look like her, but I don't know what I'm doing. So Spokesman, blogger, avid hunter, One Million Moms, To the Republic podcast, and the DC Project State Rep. So I guess that's what we got. She started working with One Million Moms in 2013. I don't know if the thing said that or not. Let's look at her Instagram thing. 1,700 well, 1, posts, 1,800 followers. She's following 1,000 people. So that's pretty good. Uh, you can get an idea of the kind of posts she puts up. It's mostly words. It's mostly stuff you got to look at read um usually it's short usually you don't gotta put much thought into reading it here's 
how much stuff she's done since NRA show. So that gives you an idea how often she posts. She posts quite a bit. And I don't know if these are posts in reaction to things she's she's experiencing. A lot of people post in reaction throughout the day to whatever they're doing, and other people schedule their posts. So with the amount of stuff she posts, it'd be interesting to talk to her about how she, what if there's a strategy there or how she facilitates it. She's unique in her, um, everything about what she's doing on Instagram is unique. Um, but this is how much stuff has been posted since the NRA show. And if you look at the NRA show, she's one of the ladies hanging out in front like this, repping the DC project with the teal shirts and kind of saying uh, kind of a back at the protesters kind of a thing. Here's her hanging out with Yuda and then all the people at the GCW fashion show. I forgot what she modeled. Uh, it might have been one of the boob holsters where you put the gun underneath your boobs. I don't remember. Uh, there she is with Gabby, some dude with a beard. And then here she is standing next to Gabby. A bunch of people gave her shit. I would definitely kick somebody in the nuts. So then you get a picture of her um, saying about the fashion show, posting about the fashion show ahead of time. More... Uh, kind of inspirational stuff, some educational stuff, some um, examples of how to communicate, how to uh, offer different perspectives on the situations. She's responding to the stress level that's out there. And again, that's why I'm curious as to where she gets her, um, like how she decides to post or what, what she's posting it's possible that she's got this all scheduled out and it just kind of coincides uh, or she's got a massive repost um, archive it's possible also and you can see she's posting a lot of this guy i don't know who this guy is who's this guy 10th amendment center so she must like that guy's stuff because she posts that guy a lot She's posting a little bit of FPC stuff, but mostly her own stuff. Some DC project stuff. Every once in a while, a meme. I think as far as things go, you know, she's subscribed to a thousand channels. You can't, I guess you can subscribe to a thousand channels and then mute all those thousand channels. There are people that will subscribe to you. Oh, I don't even have this thing clicked over. There are definitely people that will subscribe to you and then they'll mute. So let me just go pick somebody random. How am I going to pick somebody random? I'll go over here and open this up. And then go to my who I'm, I'm only following 900 people, which actually seems like a lot. So I'm going to scroll way down here and find somebody who I don't know who it is. If that's possible. I really don't subscribe to that many people that I don't know who they are. Um, L762, no. Um, oh, I know who this is. So this is a lady who I follow who is a pilot, some kind of pilot. So let's say I got sick of her. She's posting too much stuff or whatever. How do I do it? I can go in here 
and eh, I can't do it in here maybe. Wait, maybe I can do it in here. I don't want to do it to our actual post. That's mean. I'll do it to this post. So can I go in here and do it? Nah, but if you're on your phone, you can't do it on your computer because they hate computers. Instagram likes phones. But if you're on your phone, you can go into somebody who you're subscribed to and you can say mute them. And what that'll do is you'll stay subscribed to them, but they'll never see a post that you're posting. And then a whole bunch of people go, oh, so many people subscribe to me, but nobody sees my posts. And what is is people subscribe to them and then they mute the person because they're not really interested in what they're doing. They're virtue, virtue signal subscribing. So for whatever reason, people think it's cool to create a subscription, but then not actually follow anything the person's doing. So with that, I suspect, I guess I was mentioning that because I suspect Rebecca is not doing that. I, I, she may be responding to posts that she's seeing and just responding to them by making her own post, which could totally be. Or, I don't know, maybe she's watching a couple of channels and because it's, you don't know, somebody could subscribe to a thousand people that don't post. That happens all the time also. When you subscribe to a whole bunch of people that are posting, then we're all seeing the same stuff. Pretty much, we're all seeing the same stuff. So here's Mary Schuster, who we just talked about. We'll go take a look at her feed real quick. So she must have been at some party or whatever, but you can see most of her posts are uh, family, her farm joke stuff, where she's making fun of something, playing around. And then for a long time, it was just stuff from her goats and then stuff from her thrift store is what her thrift store looks like. I actually want to ask her a question about one of my waffle makers that I'm going to try to sell here. So, uh, yeah, I think with that, we'll close out of the Instagrams. We will uh, wonder what is up with Rebecca's new big announcement. And we'll jump back over to the organization of the day. But not before I give everybody One Million Moms Instagram page to check out. And then Mary, uh, Rebecca's. Oh, snap. Killer Chick. That's a post or a one I just went past here. This was a, um, a, pat, an, F, an A-10 pilot that uh, Combat Story did an interview with. She's pretty cool. They called her uh, KC for Killer Chick. So I'm not finding it. So we're going to have to go in here, click on this. And that'll take us to Rebecca's channel. We'll go here and we'll go like this. Boom. And encourage you to check out Rebecca's channel. Encourage you to enjoy her posts. And if you feel like it's worth it, share them. You can uh, click the little heart when you love them. You can say stuff when you really want to let her know how you feel. And you can use the airplane thing to send it to your circles. It's very useful. Or save them to your own folder. Best stuff from Rebecca or things that I found on Instagram that are so good. And keep them in your own shared folder. Does she have a shared folder? No. 
So next we're gonna go out of Instagram completely over to the Second Amendment Foundation. So I'm just gonna go to Minuteman and see what we've got over there for Second Amendment Foundation. Again, skills and resources. This is under resources, gun rights lobby, gun owners rights groups. There's a lot of them in here, but Second Amendment Foundation has been around since 1974, so it's pretty close to the top. I don't really have that much stuff written for them here. So Second Amendment Foundation uh, was acquired, or yeah, well, I don't have anything written for them here. <laughs> so this is not a complete resource. This has a placeholder for a lot of things, but not. I didn't waste a lot of time chatting up Second Amendment Foundation, obviously. So it looks like in 1975, it was founded by Alan Gottlieb. There was actually a very good summary of the of the of the situation not just this last weekend but recently and i don't remember it's probably writing shotgun with charlie where alan talks about uh the uh, origin of the second amendment foundation out of the um citizens committee to for the right to keep and bear arms so briefly Alan was going to school, and while he was in school, he was in charge of the Citizens Kid Committee uh, to Keep and Bear Arms in Washington State for some political group, like a Republican group that he was in in college. And whenever he got out of college, that organization was just sitting there. Nobody was really using it. So he said, hey, does anybody mind if I break this out and make it an actual organization on its own? And he changed it from Washington State-centric to nationally centric and after a few years he realized that as an educational nonprofit, he couldn't do lobbying or the other stuff so he created the second amendment foundation in 1975 four years later when he was 28 years old in washington state with the national focus of doing some work uh for the second amendment in 1985 the gun rights policy conference started and that's the get the yearly annual get together again since 1985 where all the national level organizations that are focused on gun owners rights get together and uh, take the stage they offer a situation report on what's up what's been going on since the last time they presented what their outlook is what resources they might need or Usually that's about it, uh, or some of that, not all of that. And then 400-something people show up. It's often over-exaggerated to be a larger number, but in my experience, it's usually 400 people, something on the first day, and then it goes down to something like 200 people on the on Sunday. But a lot of good stuff gets done at the uh, Gun Rights Policy Conference, and it allows the Second Amendment advocates to actually have a place to get together that's for them, focused on what they're advocating for and allows them to collaborate and recharge batteries and meet each other like it's a place where they can actually get together and meet each other and for a long time for many many years that was the way to facilitate the progress that we've made so giant kudos giant effort totally unrecognized for the most part. Most people don't know what the Gun Rights Policy Conference is. Everybody that's trying to burn down the NRA or willing to toast marshmallows while it burns in front of them without lifting a finger, even though like, no problems, uh, those same people wouldn't give a crap about the Gun Rights Policy Conference, never heard of it before, and uh, will only give Second Amendment Foundation 
uh, a pass because nobody hates them. Nobody told them to hate them. Uh, often overlooked, though, and that aspect of the gun rights of the Second Amendment Foundation slash Citizens Committee is, uh, you know, great. Uh, it's a great uh, thing that Alan has done or the, the organizations have done for everybody, really. In addition, a couple years back, I believe 2018 in Dallas, they started the AMCON, the Alternative Mass Media Conference, which is a dumb name for a thing that has basically been the same every year, but at least its goal is to educate Second Amendment advocates, give them a place to get together, the, the content creators, the media people, part of the Gun Rights Policy Conference, a special day for them to get together and well, it's great. It's nice that they get to get together. I obviously have issues with it. The uh, other factors from the gun rights policy conference are numerous you get the organizations that hang out together you get to see organizations that envy that or despise that or get motivated by that or probably a couple quit because of it and that's probably a better thing we would rather have organizations that don't have much life in them just decide it's not worth it when they see that there's actual people working together on you know collaborative efforts and uh, somebody who's coming in to be an exploiter or coming in to just profit and run, uh, it's better that they see that it's not possible to do that with a, with a uh, united and aware community. And until recently, until the internet allowed it to happen, organizations that run rogue and don't do anything, they make in, you know, it's like $16 million a year, uh, never showed up and never really participated and therefore really couldn't uh, pork or steal any of the content from the other organizations. However, with the advent of the internet, it makes it real easy for the scammers to do their thing. And it's unfortunate because uh, we're all paying a price for that. But whatever, the, uh, they're doing what they can and they're uh, more than treading water, but we'll continue to see good things from them, hopefully. Otherwise, the Second Amendment Foundation is responsible for more than that. They do quite a bit of publishing, quite a bit of awareness. In addition to that, um, they've now run at least foster or oversee or run the books for like, it's hard to describe. because I think it's a little bit different for each organization, but being a larger entity, the second amendment foundation has taken over for doctors for responsible gun ownership for the JPFO, the Jews for prevent, uh, Jews for the preservation of firearms ownership, um, and a couple other organizations. The Second Amendment Foundation slash Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms have created organizations like FPC. I don't think FPC talks about it very much, but they were created by Second Amendment Foundation, and I think they got in a big fight or something. Some people might know what happened there, but I don't. Uh, but I know that if you go back and look at the FPC website at different benchmarks through its existence, it'll be real proud of the fact that it was created by the Second Amendment Foundation. And then at a certain point, you won't hear any mention at all. And now they're, well, they're not very friendly with each other. They're aware of each other. They have different goals. So uh, the, the Citizens Committee and the Second Amendment Foundation are definitely all about Supreme Court. They're all about taking court cases through. They're responsible in a big part for Heller. They're responsible for McDonald for sure. 
And I believe they're probably responsible for both EZELs. So those are the four recent firearms cases that have gone to the Supreme Court. If they weren't completely responsible for them, all but Heller, they were completely responsible for, I believe. But Heller, they were still there. They were doing stuff. They weren't just taking photo ops. I think other people were responsible for Heller, though. But uh, pretty awesome reputation. Oh, in addition to all of that, they uh, have, I don't even know how, I can't keep up, and I try, but I can't keep up with how many satellite organizations they have. And that becomes an issue because a lot of people who are suspect of Allen or suspect of the way that they build the groups, suspect of the hierarchy of it all, wonder if it's just a scam or is it uh, Allen's attempting to cover bases? So for example, international, for example, firearms training, for example, youth uh, like education, for example, suicide prevention, uh, Second Amendment Foundation and the uh, Citizens Committee for the Rights to Keep and Bear Arms have organizations for all those things and lots more, women and guns. They've, they've been in a lot of the different realms either way before or just dabbled in like way before other people even woke up. So it's either that they are covering every base or they saw something before, they saw everything before it came. It's hard to know. And you're not going to get a straight answer from anybody. So it's just one of those things. They have a lot of organizations. Very Most of them are just sitting there half made, three quarters of the way made, not even made at all, or you know, doing a little bit of something somewhere. And because of that, there's a lot of people, not a lot. There are people out there that will be skeptical of the Second Amendment Foundation. So even on our side, they've got people that uh, are not necessarily friendly. I don't know how many people, I don't think there's too many people that hate them. I know there are a couple of people out there that hate them, but those are people that hate all kinds of things. So it's tough to give that position too much credibility. There's certainly people that, you know, don't think they're great. Um, let's see. A, uh, Alan Aker saying that he's a saint, true fighter for the cause, right? I'm not saying it ain't. Um, but I'm definitely saying there's people out there that would be skeptical of that. Um, Jersey pizza is better than New York pizza. That's interesting. Um, reading Shannon Watts's book now, she's a clever, straight-up villain. So that was Woods. I think somebody read the book, and I can't remember who it was, and I have not read the book. Man, I don't really want to, though. Uh, Wesley's asking if anybody knows anything about South Dakota car insurance inspection and registration. I don't. Um, I'm trying to think if we got anybody around that's in South Dakota. I don't think we do, but we do have a lot of people that are drivers, and we may have uh, people that have re relocated who may have experience there but aren't there now. But if anybody's listening to that, uh, Wesley is interested in South Dakota car insurance. I'd love to talk about South Dakota has some interesting laws and rules about establishing residence within 24 hours and applying for a concealed carry permit. Uh, if you see Massachusetts, make sure you see Cape Guy Gunworks podcast. How do you get a gun in Massachusetts? I wish it was a joke, but unfortunately, it's quite serious. Yeah, I really like that video too. I mean, the funny part of it, you know, how it's kind of a comedy is okay. I don't, I'm not thrilled by that part of it, but it does get 
you know, it's a little bit long, so it keeps the thing palatable. I really wish they'd get it under two minutes and under a minute would be great just to uh, maybe with some quick edits or something or with some sort of a used car salesman type of a vibe or something. But if they could get that thing down, keep it just quite, you know, right on the edge of humor, then uh, I think that would be an effective um, message. But yeah, there's a lot of craziness and um, well, it's all about May issue. So they're not going to give you nothing basically. All right, well, so I guess we're about done on Second Amendment Foundation. I went through and read some of the comments there. Now let's go over to New Jersey and focus on the state. We're getting pretty late in the show, so trying to do this in an hour. I don't know if I got time to do all that in New Jersey. We are about to take a look at oops, camera over here. A misprint of a book that we wrote and is available over at the store. I need to do this and this. There we go. So the 50 States of 2A is a book that we put together back in 2020. The idea is to take that Minuteman University website we were just looking at on the screen over there and print it out. So this is a misprint. I screwed up with the printer and a bunch of the pages came out on the opposite side from where they're supposed to. So it's just chaotic, but I can't sell it or nothing. Instead of throwing it away, been using it for this feature of the Tuesday shows. So we take a look at the book. Each page is a state and we got some common information at the top here. And then throughout the bottom, we've got any kind of ranges or museums, inventors, organizations, people, uh, manufacturers and industry. And we'll try to talk about as much as we can while we've got time here. So digging in, New Jersey looks like it was our third state admitted into the union in December of 1787. It looks a little goofy. What are you going to do? They might have a state constitution, but they are one of only nine states that has no version of a state Second Amendment. So there's no specific uh, addressing of firearms or arms in general in any kind of state level constitution. Like I said, it's very few states are like that. All right, so next we get open carry. They do have open carry with a permit. They have concealed carry, which is May issue. There are only 1,000 permits issued as of 2017. 1,000 permit, 1,000 permits. I can't even imagine what the population in Jersey is. It's probably hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, constitutional carry, hmm, not yet. For some reason, they don't have constitutional carry yet. Suppressors for hunting, no. They don't have that, but from what I understand, I haven't been in New Jersey, but from what I understand, there is quite a bit of hunting in New Jersey. All right, well, I got to yawn again and drink some water here. So why don't we read another commercial while that's happening? Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. And when you purchase these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. 
when you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com. All right, that lets me uh, get a swig of coffee there. So does anybody else see the store when they go to our YouTube channel? Because I'm noticing that I don't always see the store when I go to my own YouTube channel. All right, so we are talking about New Jersey and suppressors for hunting. What the heck? Are we yawning again? And then uh, they don't have suppressors for hunting. Then we have the state firearm. Some states, uh, seven, eight states, nine states have a state firearm, but not New Jersey. How about Second Amendment sanctuaries? Well, now we're talking. Eight out of their 21 counties are Second Amendment sanctuary counties. So that's some, that's something. Eight out of 21, it's not all of them, but it's a chunk. 29 townships, one town, and five boroughs. Why have I yachted so much? So uh, 29 townships, one town, and five boroughs. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of all of those things in New Jersey, but there's some indication that the people there have efforted towards creating Second Amendment sanctuary counties, well, sanctuary areas. So in let's take a look at some of the history of New Jersey. So one of the things New Jersey is known for is shooting ranges. Did you know that? So NRA, which started in what year? What year? What year did it start? So NRA started and then had the um, Creedmoor range in what state? What state was it in? So it turned out to not be large enough. So then they went to the Seagirt State Range, and that was in New Jersey. And that was from September of 1903. They held the first national trophy match there. Actually, the September 1903 is when they held the first trophy match there. We're going to find out. They made Seagirt Range from 1889 to 1907. So there you go. Let's see, there was also before that, what? Yeah, before that, there was a thing called Shooting Gutson Park. There was 38 or 32 acres in North Bergen, New Jersey. Do I have that anywhere to look at? So I found that while I was researching ranges and it's kind of neat. There's an airport or something there now, but back in the olden days, I don't know New Jersey, but in the olden days, this part of New Jersey was a big shooting range. And then that was from 1872 all the way up until 1935. There was a range in New Jersey, and then it closed down, I guess. But that Seagirt range, I can't stop yawning. I'm allergic, or I guess uh, Second Amendment makes me tired. The uh, Seagirt range started up in 1889 and was used until 1907. That was 148 acres. What's 148 acres of New Jersey worth today? Like $200? No, it's probably worth more now. So let's see. We go back up to an organization called American, or I mean the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs was founded in 1934. Then you had the New Jersey Second Amendment Society founded in 2010. 
I feel like we're missing one because somebody who we were just looking at was part of another organization. Was that in this chat? So we're missing one there. And then Frank Flamingo was the uh, guy who started the NJ2AS, I believe. All right. And then we've got another range, another yawn. Are you serious? So if people that are listening to this in the middle of the day as a podcast, are they yawning when I yawn? Does that happen? I'm sure the people at night are yawning. So looking at the bottom here, I did a cartoon of the gun for hire range. And Charlie, writing shotgun with Charlie, just did an interview, one of his his first, I think, writing writing shotgun with Charlie episodes with uh, the dude from Gun for Hire Range. And it looks like they started in 1992 and they did a addition uh, in 2020 to bring them up to 56,000 square feet. This was the building before. This is what they added. Something like, I don't even know, two and a half times the square foot added with a second floor. So it's crazy big. Um, let's see. Then we've got some history in addition to all of that in New Jersey. Something about reading, I guess, that makes me yawn. We had Stoger, the company, established in New York in 1923, but they moved to New Jersey in 2000. Did you know that? We got Henry, Repeating Arms, started in 1996, which is headquartered in Bayonne, New Jersey, I guess. But their manufacturing is done over in Wisconsin. So I know some people are against Henry because of the whole New Jersey thing. I tend to... Uh, be enthusiastic when companies are behind enemy lines. It means that they're willing to deal with all that garbage. We've got the Colt Patterson. I'm guessing Colt must have been there. I don't know why I put that in there. So maybe I put Colt in here and I didn't put it over here. Are they from New Jersey? They're not from New Jersey. I don't know why I have a Colt Patterson in here. Somebody tell me why I've got the Colt Patterson in there. I didn't leave enough notes. Nowadays, you got Tony Simon, 2A for E. Uh, he started that project in 2015, dedicated to getting people of all races, religions, and sexual preferences involved in Second Amendment politics and shooting. Then we got Christian Sharps, the three of spades from our Firearms Inventors deck. Uh, must have been born in Jersey. I can't read on here, but uh, he's from like 1856 or something. So just after cartridges were born, he was born. All right. Well, that's what I've got for New Jersey. If I'm missing anything or if you know why I got the Cole Patterson in there, then feel free to let us know in the comments. If you're watching now, you can do that right now. Otherwise, uh, if you're listening in the future, it turns out there's a heck of a lot of people listening to this as a podcast. Welcome and good evening. Uh, feel free to let us know, uh, even though you weren't looking along with the uh, book as we were going through the description there, hopefully you were able to uh, get an idea of what was included so if again if we're missing anything or if i've got anything in there that's not correct definitely encourage or i definitely appreciate any uh updates corrections or concerns with that oh we did we did it right at about an hour so uh we're trying to keep this at right about an hour which makes the file size good for the one or two of the podcast platforms that like to be about that size uh thanks to everybody who showed up live uh, no offense to any organizations. I just uh, start rambling and I'm not getting paid by any of them. So I'm just going to say it how I see it. But um, history is history. They can change tomorrow and surprise us. They do that all the time. Both 
unfortunately, in good ways and bad ways. But none of them are perfect. They're all a bunch of humans, and they're all doing whatever they can do. And all we can do is be aware of what they're doing, give them praise when they do it right, say, hey, and they're doing it wrong, and then go, hey, what the hell, when they're bringing in $16 million, hanging out and not doing nothing but posting memes, right? But until uh, it gets easier, we'll uh, continue to offer uh, suggestions and offer a place to uh, have conversation about what we're uh, dealing with as a group here. So with that, uh, thanks to Rebecca, thanks to the Second Amendment Foundation for doing what you do. Thanks to the people that live in New Jersey for uh, putting up with all that you do. And it looks like we've got only six votes. So just six people were watching tonight. And three of those six voted for Alabama. Would your vote have changed the outcome? Two people voted for Arizona, just one for New York. And what does that tell us? That next week, We'll be talking about the state of Alabama and the state of 2A in Alabama. So that lets me set everything up so that we don't have to uh, guess as we start the show what we'll be talking about. So uh, if you got any ideas for what anything I should not miss for next week's show, feel free to leave them throughout the week. And uh, if you've got an idea for our Second Amendment activist and the organization of the week, next week feel free to leave them in the comments will you win loot no not necessarily could you win loot who knows we have a lot of fun with this podcast and we don't follow any of their rules all right with that we'll uh, be back to pick you up later GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches every Friday. It's Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. Tonight's episode, The Endangered Species. So let us know what you think. We'll be watching the comments wherever you find the video over on GunStreamer.com or on GunTube.org. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourages you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching GunWebsites.com.